love that song, John. Do you know what? I'm like yeah. so I'm, I'm so immersed right now because like, I've never been on someone's podcast where you actually play the jingle to the person at the same time. It's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> you and know with what? That, that saves. Welcome to Problem so... Busters. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, it's been a few it's been a few days between drinks, and it's good to be back. And mm-hmm. and I don't know how many years we've been going, but it's taken you this long to convince me that video is is a much better way to uh, to get in touch with people as well as audio. So welcome to the audio visual experience. And with us today, we've got Graham Cullis coming live and direct from Bali. And uh, Graham is an artist and I would say a mental health awareness campaigner. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And uh, if you told me it was going to be visual, I would have done done my makeup, you know. <laughs> I've got paint all over me. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, yeah, what is both. that? Let's, let's get started with a bit about you. Uh, my name is Graham. I'm an artist and a fairly, fairly new artist, actually. I only discovered that I could paint three years ago in the pandemic, and that kind of blows people's minds. And it blows my mind as well every time I do a painting I'm like what did I do that um yeah so I moved to Bali because I just kept coming here over the last like 12 years or so and uh just fell in love with the place and try to think how I could make it sustainable and uh yeah and then uh I found a job online um which uh didn't end the best but uh it was the way of me getting out here and that was during that beautiful year of 2020 uh where everything uh hit the fan we would say and yeah my job kind of what was very stressful I went through a lot of problems myself and like mentally and but at the same time I went on a date with a Russian art teacher called Tatiana and uh, she told me to come to her art class and that's where all the magic happened I literally went to her class thinking I kind of have to do this but I kind of want to at the same time <laughs> and uh, yeah in the class it sort of turned out that I was rather good at painting and um yeah people uh, were quite impressed in the class and so was the girl that I was dating and then I got friend zoned and she became my art teacher <laughs> oh, lovely <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah oh sorry yeah I'll carry on so yeah so basically then every um every day after that um I was I just painted and painted I just uh, honed my craft and I was going through a bit of a tough time myself mentally with the pandemic and my job becoming stressful and and I I kind of knew that I needed to come home and so I just took a sabbatical and just painted and painted and painted and and then realized that um the healing benefits of it and at the same time I started picking my camera up again because like my Instagram started to blow up a little bit more people were like what the hell is this and like my numbers started climbing because obviously I had something visual to show and and then I started talking honestly and openly about how it was how my mental health was at that time and how this was affecting it and it basically sent me on a journey of wellness and um I just wanted to like uh, give that to other people and help them discover it themselves and in the last skip forward three years I've done quite a lot (laughs) yeah that's wicked that's actually that's pretty cool one thing that jumped out is like uh like you said learning um finding out that you could actually paint during the pandemic like three years ago you learned yeah realize that you so what was it is like from the art class did you kind of was it other people looking at your stuff and say, hold on a second? <laughs> was so, it that kind of moment? Yeah, so what happened was, like, uh, 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 we got in the class and we, had, we were t- I was told beforehand what we were going to be painting, a painting of a painting. So that's a good way to learn 
uh, brushstroke techniques and stuff. So when you're looking at another person's painting, you're kind of learning from what they've done. So that's how she done it for us. So we all chose what we wanted to paint. And I, pick, I picked a picture of a waterfall, uh, which wasn't too, didn't seem, I didn't think it would be very difficult. And everyone's like, why did you choose that? That's going to be really hard. <laughs> and, uh, and then like with a few bits of guidance from Tatiana, like basically she sort of pushed my confidence to actually get paint on the brush and on the canvas. Then it just, then flow kicked in and then, I mean, I look at the painting now and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like I'm a, I, I'm a very different artist now. But like I painted it pretty much identical to the artists who I was copying. And they were like, what is that about? Like all the people in the class were like, this is crazy. Like you've never touched a brush before. I'm like, no, not since school. And yeah. And then I went to another class after that and painted this eye. Uh, and mm. I was and that's when at the moment I was like wow actually this is there's something hint in this here and yeah and Tatiana said yeah you need to go and buy all the tools immediately <laughs> so I did <laughs> what a yeah yeah pretty cool that's pretty cool nothing like finding out you have like a hidden talent just like that. <laughs> what, would yeah. you, what would you say to people who are who have been wandering around their lives saying I can't draw I can't paint but they've just got this feeling that they'd like to give it a try I mean, everyone can, you know, like, um, and everyone can pick up a paintbrush and put some paint on a canvas, you know, um, I, and you just need, you just need to do it to find out what your style is and where you go with it. And like, you never try, you never know. Um, but like, I, I know some people that say that they can't, and then they go to these, like what they call sip and paint, like cocktail evenings where you have an artist guiding them through a little bit like Bob Ross. And at the end, they're like, <laughs> just have a bit of guidance. They're like, wow, actually I'm all right. <laughs> you know? And uh, it's, you know, like it just, yeah, it's, it's the confidence really. It's just uh, to go and do it and the practice. Yeah. I've seen, um, I've seen some of your videos on YouTube, right? Um, videography is like A class. I have to be honest. Oh, <laughs> I was, thank I, you. Instant subscriber. I was, I was watching. I was watching ah. quite a few, and I was like, I was like, oh, the one I um, actually, the one that kind of got me to subscribe was the um, You Fart Connect. Is, yeah, um, right. I think you were interviewing the, the kids, and you were just like, oh, um, uh, was it the interview egg? Oh, the because, egg chair interviews. Yeah, the egg chair yeah. interviews. That's <laughs> spinning them like, around. Yeah, like the big brother chair. They just spin around, and then you're just like, yeah. oh, you know. And um, I could see that they were they were they were quite confident, and you know, and just a range of different kids and and showing their pictures and and yeah, yeah it was just it was fantastic. So. Well, actually, do you know what? A couple of the parents who watched that video back uh, mm. came to me afterwards and us and said, look, I can't believe, I don't know what you did. Like they never like this at home. Like uh, so, yeah, I was like, that's nice. It's like a testament to the fact that an environment that is uh, perfect for people, you know, is uh, is a creative environment for some. So, yeah, it was it's really nice. That it was nice to get nice to get that feedback. Yeah, it's good. And I'm just thinking, linking back to when you were saying about how you found out you have a talent. I wonder, do you see the same kind of yourself and the kids when you, they start drawing it or painting and you're like, and they're like, hold on a second, I can, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I remember one session, because I don't normally in the sessions actually get involved in actually instructing people. I'm the, the clown mm. that's running around with the camera just trying to get jokes out of people. But there, there was one um, autistic lady that came in on our adult session who was just not having any of it. And then, um, but then I, she wouldn't try anything by herself. But then I, I literally did the whole Bob Ross thing with her. I sat with her and said, right, you're going to paint this. this. We did a seascape together, like with a cliff face and, a, and some waves. 
And she was so impressed with herself. And I was like, yeah, like you can do it, you see. And then obviously then I left her side again and we tried to get her to do something by herself and she wouldn't have any have it, have it without not me not being there. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, it's, it is, it's crazy to see like some talents come out and we've seen some amazing talents come out for you, Farkin. I know you say like you're running around being the clown and all that, but I think it's like your energy is just really infectious because I saw the... Um the new york um is it new york new, with the new kind york of dippers cold club. therapy yes new york club yeah new york dippers <laughs> club and um, there was a few people who showed up i think i don't know if it was the first one or if it was one of the last ones where um a few showed up and they weren't going to get in the water and then in the end they kind of like all right let's go and you're yeah. Like, yeah you're really encouraging them and they just and they, and they just sort of booked it into the sea i was like oh that must be free yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's some. I think that like, having the camera there really helps people as well because there's a, uh, yeah, there's a lot of performers that come down to the beach and they're like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And then you're, you're on the camera, you're like, come on, do it like that. And then suddenly they're all right, <laughs> and they run into the beach. But yeah, uh, but so tell yeah, us about feel... tell us about the dippers because uh, yeah, then, a lot yeah, of, I was going to say to check you out yet. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say uh, we need to go back to the backstory of that. So yeah, I uh, like within the last few years of discovering my art and my passion for helping people find holistic ways of managing their mental health, um, like with Youth Art Connect, which was a, a charity that I set up for kids and now adults to do monthly classes. Uh, I say charity, it's a CIC, but we're not allowed to use the word charity because it's not a charity, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, so I set that up and I've left that in the capable hands with uh, Marie and Siobhan and Natalie, who are now the directors. I'm just silent director and I go in and make some noise every now and then, but they're just, they're running the show and hats off to them, credit to all of them. They're doing such an amazing job over the last couple of years doing that. Um, but yeah, so then I, so what I do is I plant seeds. So I go to a community, I have an idea and then I'm like, right, let's run with it. Um, and just to obviously give your your listeners an idea of how I can afford to do that is because I have a Patreon as well. I was like, you know, a lot of podcasters, or people that listen to podcasts will be aware of Patreon. If you're not, it's a subscription service, which helps you become financially free to be able to do your projects as an artist. Um, so, yeah, I would go into a town um, being supported by my Patreon subscribers and Every now and then I paint a picture and it sells. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, it gives me time and space. So, yeah, when I, in between trips uh, to Bali as well, I would go back to my parents' house as well. And then I, I would be painting in the garage, creating content. And then I also like to do cold water therapy, which is something I advocate for because I f it feels amazing. You know, uh, loads of like health benefits, which are allegedly health benefits, but I've felt them firsthand and seen them firsthand. So, um, yeah, I and run it. Tens I'll... of thousands of people all around the world. Yeah, like, right. To be jumping in the cold water in, unless it makes them it, feel good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But like I, I was doing it like um, when it was quite before it started becoming this this big thing. Like, um, I mean, I mean, it was still quite a lot of people doing it, but like it's now it's like. It's, it's huge loads of people are doing it but i would be that village idiot uh who would like make a video of me jumping in the sea in the snow and then posting it to the community groups and they're like what and no one one year no one did it <laughs> and then one year i made a piece of content which went viral like it was like well, let's say viral but semi-viral it got like twenty thousand views in like four days or whatever 
Um, but yeah, I did that on Facebook in my parents' village and uh, invited people to come along with me, listed the benefits of, of what it is and said, I'm going to be here every day until I go to Bali uh, at nine o'clock if anyone wants to join me. And then sure enough, like every day, more and more people came. And now that is a fully running thing in my parents' community of Pevensey called the Pevensey Plungers. We named it Pevensey Plungers. And then like literally like they've had, they've got like 2000 people on their Facebook group now and they've got just a, probably about a hundred solid members that go every day to the beach. Sometimes there's only like 10 people, 20 people, but they've got a good turnover of people. And it's just been amazing to see what it's done for the community. You know, they've done loads, but from that little spark of a video, there's been an amazing amount of wellness and charity work and people doing it for themselves and healing and people going on journeys. And it was just amazing to see, you know, so I documented all that. Um, and I did that by accident, I guess, because I made that bit of content and I didn't expect that to happen. New York Dippers Club happened, came the next year after I came back from Bali. And I was, uh, I was in a little bit of a rut myself, actually, and that summer. Uh, as you do, you go dips and flows with your mental health. And I'm very aware of that. And that time I was a bit, a bit down in the dumps and uh, had a summer of just reflection and doing a lot of uh, deep painting. <laughs> did a lot of good art, actually. Uh, it's funny, that, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then I got invited the to go to New York. the artist image. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I got invited to go to New York by my good friend Jess. And uh, she was always trying to get me to go out to New York. And she bought me a ticket out there. And I went out to New York and stayed with her for a while. And there were some certain circumstances which meant I had to find another place to stay while I was out there. Because um, I intended to be out there for three months just to get some inspiration and just have a chill. But then... Before I got there, I was like kind of thinking, do you know what? Like, I'm going to Rockaway Beach, which is on the Atlantic, just underneath Manhattan. There's like a strip of land off of Long Island. And it's, yeah, it's a beautiful beach. It's a surf beach. So I was looking forward to surfing because I'm a keen surfer. And I thought, do you know what? I reckon I could probably do this intentionally. Um, so I went out there with all my art stuff, intending to paint, which I didn't pick up a brunch once while I was out there because it became all about this thing. Um, I went and made a YouTube video and did the same thing. I just shared that YouTube video and also shared it to community, uh, community Facebook groups and uh, just said that I'm going to be here every day at nine o'clock. And then sure enough, more and more people came and every day. And now it's the New York Dippers Club. We have merchandise. It got in the New York Times. And like it's just, yeah, we've been on TV a few times and a documentary team started following it. And it's just, yeah, it's, it was it, it was a success. And yeah, so that's like another part of my legacy that I've left behind to help people and help communities. And of course, out of that, I got some people that subscribe to my Patreon. I've got some new art collectors and it helps me carry on, you know, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I'm a talker. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. So wow. while you're in New York, I, I also saw, um, I saw I've been like, properly you probably see i've been like stalking you on youtube <laughs> proper subscriber <laughs> i just been here watching. Yes. um there was a there was a, a an incident where you were trying to help save a whale a yeah whale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. oh do you know what? it's so Which nice to have these questions that doesn't seem weird to me at all i'm like yeah right people do on beaches yeah, exactly yeah hmm. you go and feed them chips you're not chip bro <laughs> oh cool yeah they, they were doing in the thames there was like a there's like a whale i think in the thames years ago and people were throwing fish and chips and we were, everybody's like no don't do that <laughs> cool cool right so um basically uh 
yeah, I was on my way to go to a nine o'clock dip. Uh, we'd been quite well established at that point because it was about a month or two into uh, the whole journey. Um, and it was getting flipping cold at that point as well. Like it was Baltic. And and then I saw these people looking over the railings because it's a promenade. You know, you've got this big, like long concrete path with railings and then you've got sand dunes in the ocean. Uh, so I looked over and I saw people as a commotion. Then I saw the tail flip and I was like, what? And then I saw these surfers in the water, all all in wetsuits, <laughs> uh, like, like trying to push this whale. And it was a baby sperm whale. And I was like, right. And I had my camera and I was like, I've got to go and help. And it's going to be great content as well. <laughs> but like, you know, like, but I wanted yeah, to help, you know. Like, yeah. like, so I just immediately had this emotional response because I love the ocean. I love animals and I love painting them. And I thought, we've got to get this thing out. And these guys are struggling. And I went out there, set my camera up, ran into the water, stripped off, and then, and then just was in there for about half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. The adrenaline was pumping. And normally when you do cold water therapy, you're in for five minutes, you know, especially yeah. at that time of year. And I just kept going and going. But do you know what? Like, it was almost like the whale didn't want to go because we definitely, or I can't say definitely, but I had one moment. I was like, this is this whale is deep enough to be able to flick his tail and bugger off if it wants to. But it kept rolling towards us. Yeah. You know? And I didn't realize until, like, well, none of us realized because there was loads of commotion on the, or the Facebook groups after that. But, like, you should leave them alone when they're doing that because actually they're, when they when they they're actually coming to beach themselves because they're sick and we didn't know that and it was after the um what's, the, what's it called when they chop them up um what's autopsy. a special name yeah it's like autopsy but there's a special oh, name for it oh but it doesn't matter um yeah autopsy uh and yeah they 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 realized it was sick and it was actually yeah it was actually coming to the end of its life to end its life and uh it was just a, such a crazy moment i remember just like being right next to the to the skin of this creature and I could hear it. It's blowhole went off by my mm. face. I saw its eye. I could feel its heartbeat. And it was such a connecting moment. And like, and then like uh, we all had to sort of abandon ship eventually because it just wasn't going anywhere. And then the cavalry came in, tried to see what they could do. And, and then it, I, I didn't see the, the last moments, but it passed away. Um, but mm. um, before that I got onto the beach and I was, hyperthermic i was like i couldn't i couldn't move i, I mean i could I move I was, I was moving <laughs> i was uncontrollably yeah. moving but i i just couldn't get my gloves on and but there were people around helping me and then yeah. i i realized actually that was really foolish what i did then so i immediately like when i when i made the content i didn't want it to be a content about bragging about me helping save the well i wanted to actually just make this video about actually don't be stupid because like i advocate for this cold water therapy so it became a, an apology video really um i don't want i don't want people to, to you know to risk their lives and uh, i totally did at that point because i i've never felt hyperthermia before but yeah it took me out for a few a days bit, because because we've been cold water swimming quite a bit and and it's something that people talk about here and along the coast you know brighton and and so forth that that you can get in for about seven or eight minutes and then certain things start to happen and and apparently when you get out of the cold water and into the warm air, the body begins to circulate the blood again and you get like the second dip of, of temperature. Yeah. But, but what did you feel? What, what was hypothermia like? Oh, hypothermia was literally like I, I felt dizzy and my, 
the pain in my hands and extremities was unbearable. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I, I was groggy and, and I was emotional, you know, I was really like, I was like in tears. Like I eventually got on my bike, my friend helped me and I cycled to a cafe and I went into the cafe and I just broke down emotionally. I just bawled my eyes out and the lovely ladies at the cafe gave me a big mug of hot coffee and big bucket of water. And, uh, do you know what, if I didn't have my dry robe, I would have been in trouble. I have to like, and and, I'm, and I know I'm sponsored by Triarobe and they give me these amazing things to help you uh, do sports like this. Um, so, but it, it really does work, you know, like you need the, you need the kit, but um, yeah. yeah John, so do you, know, I, I, do, you, do you know what that is, John? Um, I think I saw it in the uh, Triarobe. I think I saw it in the, uh, in the video um, because I think that I saw the branding on the back of um, one of yeah. your one of your friends in the other video as well. But I saw he was in the cafe and the buckets were underneath. I guess the dry yeah. was kind of like a poncho, I guess. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. But um, keeps and honestly, he was cradling the coffee and just shaking and just really emotional. And yeah. I know you said like oh, we joked about the content, but honestly, the concern on your face when you had the bike when you were cycling and you saw the whale, oh, yeah. it's kind of like hold on something's yeah. happening someone yeah. needs help and then yeah. you know and then that whole thing like just pure adrenaline it, yeah. it, it was actually i was i was actually kind of like whoa um yeah and uh yeah it was it was it was it, it was pretty intense and then you know when the hyperthermia hits in like you can actually yeah. see it progress kind of like okay he's cold and then everybody on the beach is trying to warm you up you've got yeah you've got the robe on and um yeah it's, it's and people it, unlocking the your bike with the pad you couldn't use your yeah hands. yeah oh. right oh do you know what? it's so funny actually because like, i forget that it's all on the all captured and i can't mm. believe i was able to vlog at the same time yeah. like because I, I think it's because i've been vlogging like consistently for two months like it is it had become like a, a third arm you know like yeah. i just record everything and but i yeah i can't believe i managed to capture that and then even to get back to the cafe and set the camera up on me pointing at me and suck while i'm suffering yeah. um i just felt like i needed That's commitment to. yeah right <laughs> so many yeah, important messages do. in that right it's it's yeah uh, it's one thing to you know there's that debate about um should we have animals in zoos do they enjoy being in a zoo no do people go in and see animals and make a connection and start to think about things they wouldn't have thought about other ways like conservation and the planet and yeah. the environment yes you know, it's it's uh, yeah. there's a moment when when in the water, um, there's a moment when a sea creature comes past, right? Like you're at the yeah. and surf, and there's a gannet that skims over the waves, or there's a turtle yeah. that swims past, or you get bumped by a dolphin and you think it's a shark. Or, yeah. But but in that moment, there's just this deep connection, right? So I haven't seen sure. a whale beaching, um, and usually in Kiwiland, it's pilot whales, the little ones. But yeah. Um, but just from what people talk about, it's just a deep sadness, like something's really wrong in the world. Yeah, right? of course. And there was a lot of conspiracy as well. I'm not about uh, certain things and productions that were going on. Like putting, I think there was like putting in electric lines uh, around the area underwater. I, I, I can't, I don't want to say too much because I'm not, I just vaguely remember it. Because like there was a lot of whales being beached at that time. And it was, that was like one of seven within like a month, I think. And um, people are like, what is going on here? And actually, recently, uh, the whales have returned, but they're not beaching themselves. They've been just like literally 
just offshore, just playing around and flipping their tails. And like, the New York Dippers Club have been getting some great content and like dipping right next to them. Like, so that's cool. That's amazing. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I think in, in terms of, I, I don't think we, as I guess, as humans, really understand the impact of a lot of the kind of engineering work or, or, or the kind of tech that we introduce into nature. And, yeah. you know, and sometimes there, there could be adverse effects that we don't really understand the links to, right? And, and yeah. there's a lot of that kind of, you know, different types of radar and sonar just disrupting yeah. what's going on. So it's, it's always, you know, it's always a, a, a kind of, not a gray area, but a weird subject where, you, you know, you can't really well, can determine you, what the yeah, causes, you imagine, but you know something's there. Well, can you imagine if you're like, you're communi- you communicate through sonar, it's, it's sonar, yeah. isn't it, that the, uh, they communicate? And it's like, and... And having like something that's noisy and electrical and like making loads of noise that we can't pick up must be yeah. like such a headache. And yeah, ugh, yeah, yeah. I, I always think of it as something like imagine if you know sound or vision wasn't some of our strongest senses, right? And um, somebody else is doesn't really see, or another species doesn't really see the same that we do. And they've just introduced something in our environment. And it's just yeah. constantly flashing us in. Yeah. in the, and we're just, I can't see where I'm going. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And at this point, yeah. I think it's time for me to talk about yeah. my favorite English critter, the fox. We've just moved and, uh, and often sort of mid-afternoon or, you know, when it's twilight, um, this fox will just jump over the neighbor's fence and walk through ours and our garden and then out the other side. And, and I kind of, some people are like, ah, oh, they dig up the garden or whatever. But I just love them. I just love them so much. I named a podcast after one right old fox. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and I just, it, it feels a little bit like there's a bit of nature that's making it work. Us being here and us having houses and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? Good on you. Know, I, I thought about this as well on that kind of sense. Is that like, actually, I asked AI if they could do some calculations to see if, <laughs> basically, because in Bali, there's loads of like, like, it's the Hindu culture and there's loads of offerings on the floor and loads of animals survive of them. And, I'm, and I, so I asked AI, I said, if you were to take the population of Bali and change the religion and they would, didn't give the offerings out, would there be a decline in birds? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. But I think AI, AI basically told me to stop overthinking things. Oh no! <laughs> but it's good that you have a place to ask those questions, though, which is, which is kind of funny. Yeah. and it will take your your question serious as well, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm actually going to try and calculate this. And it's like, yeah. oh, hold on, <laughs> not enough data. And it, sorry, <laughs> and it saves your mum as well. You know, Graham, it's two o'clock in the morning in England. Yeah, but just one more question, mum. Yeah, because <laughs> I totally do that to my parents even now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, my dad is like a walking AI. He, he's got like a, a wealth of knowledge and it's like every now and then he'll just come out with a fact and be like, how, when, when did you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's that, it's that, um, it's that dad knowledge, right? My dad's yeah. the same. It would, it would, something will be going wrong or, or, or something. You just be, you know, pondering something and you'll come up with a saying that hasn't been said in like 200 years and you'll be like, hold on. What? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that from? So you're a dad now. Are you starting to, uh, to get more wisdom? 
He's got uh, the dad humor. You're working on it. <laughs> uh, what I've learned is that yeah, what I've learned is that um, parents are winging it, right? We all wing it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, when I look back, I'm like, oh, my dad was probably my age uh, around when he had me, and I'm thinking, I I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so so yeah, it's um. It's, but it it's seems okay. Everybody's got their arms and legs. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, one of the things actually that has um, sort of changed as being more of a, I guess, a father speaking to my dad now is um, he is a bit more kind of emotionally in tune and kind of aware of kind of like mental health, which is a, which is a huge change from when I was, mm. I guess, when I was younger and you had the kind of stoic figure who was just kind of, you know, um, <laughs> you know, just pretty, pretty kind of straightforward and macho or, or whatnot. Um, and then now, as he's gotten a bit older, and I guess how I've got older as well, and maybe just society changing, we're kind of more kind of talking and, you know, saying, yeah. oh, I love you on the phone when we talk and stuff like that. And like, how are you? You phone me just randomly in the day. Just how are you? How are you feeling? And all that stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. all right. And then I, I, I end up doing the same thing. And that led me kind of, you know, when, it, when I think to kind of your, your Karma Card project as well, like just having yeah. a just a general talking point around mental health and, and being, being a bit more open. I was, I was, uh, I was thinking it's really, you know, um, kind of novel idea. So would, would you, could, uh, could you just sort of expand and, and let our listeners know what, what that project is? Yeah. So obviously, um, as we talked about before, I have a Patreon um, and actually now subscription on my website, which I find is a lot easier. Um, but I, I also I don't want people just to give me money to do what I do. I want to give them I want to give them some value out of it as well. I want to give them something physical um, because also, given my I'm an artist, I might as well give my art to them because it's going to help promote that as well. Um, so it actually came to me in a dream because when I first start, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do Patreon. I was like, I'll give them a print. I give everyone a print every month, and then I realized how unsustainable that be. But okay, right. And then I print every six months, but actually then what print do I give them? And, and then I thought, then I, then I remember I did some content. Um, I interviewed an artist and it was a girl called Davina. Uh, she paints people who are, she paints girls naked to give them like body uh, confidence. Like it's like a nice little therapy thing she does for people. So I, I interviewed her and yeah, she said that one thing to me was like uh, really sort of hit home. Um, it was a, this this girl that she painted who had body uh, conscious, she was body conscious because she had lots of racist slurs thrown at her as she was walking at school. And she's like, "What? No! Like, I can't believe it. She's got she's a beautiful black woman, and like, she's just I can't believe she has this this thought about herself. And just because she's had a few throwaway comments at school and it's really affected her. And she's like, I was like, you know what? That's she goes. Words are powerful." Like, you know, like it take a two second moment can last a lifetime. And I was like, oh, that went into my head. And I just really thought about that. And then when I, um, and then I think, oh, what, then, then I did like a poll on my Instagram, I remember. And I was like, so what do people do here? Like, cause people were engaging in my content. So I thought, you know, I just asked my followers. And so what do you do for your own mental health? And, and, and people were like oh I like to paint oh I like to go jogging and then someone said oh, I like doing creative writing because uh, you know I think words are powerful and I, that sort of like hit me in the head as well and I was like oh, okay and then I then I went to bed that night and I dreamt about the karma cards 
because what the karma cards are are a way of connecting with people using words and it and it being an emotional um moment that is a two second thing like you receive something through the door it's nice to get post you know but like if it's something that's like really intentionally like i love you i think you're amazing or you're i know you're going through this stuff i just wanted to write to you and write some kind words like i was like ah oh, i woke up and i was that's it i can give them greet i can make greetings cards of my artworks get get six different designs send them to them every six months and say right okay what you need to do with these is keep the ones you like frame them if you want or you can keep all of them if you want to but the idea is that you you write an intentional piece of work of, of creative writing or whatever and or a letter of love that you're going to send to someone out of the blue because so impactful you know to like receive something through the door because you know the journey that it's gone through they've had to like literally no one writes with their pen anymore like my handwriting is terrible <laughs> but like uh they have to like sit down compose their best handwriting think about what they want to write they're gonna have to lick it stick it find the address of that person go and pay postage go and line up in the queue to the post office to post it and when that goes through the door that subconsciously like people realize how the effort that that has gone through so it makes the words that they get way more powerful than a text or a phone call you know it's like wow that this is like amazing like they no one that those words can't be taken back because i've got them out in their own handwriting and it's just yeah i thought that would just be a beautiful way to um obviously the, to, to give back to my followers who are supporting me to do all these projects and also on the back of the cards there's qr codes to my other stuff and you know talks about me and my so it helps bring other people in because i've had people sign up from the back of receiving one of those cards having that emotional moment thinking turning around oh, who's this graham guy and then do you know what like it's great that it's it's helped me become financially free uh, ish <laughs> uh, but like um still got a bit of, a bit of a way to go um it's um the best part of it is when i receive a text or a, an instagram dm or facebook message and someone that i've never met before in my life in canada has received one of my cards that's been sent all the way to canada or you know and then like and then it's impacted that person and they send me a message or they say graham like um honestly like i just wanted to message you it makes me well up thinking about this uh like it i needed that in that moment that that touched me so much. i was going through such turmoil at that moment but that card saved me and it's like wow you know like a two second moment can yes it can destroy someone but it can also it can also actually really 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 change someone's life for the good um so yeah that's how i kind of that's like kind of like my philosophy for the whole karma club karma card project it's just about being nice <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wicked that's that's that's, a, that's an amazing i think i don't want to say story but it's more like a purpose it's, it's actually it's 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 incredible um yeah yeah because uh, I, I was i was going i was on um i was on your website actually is it grahamcullis.com yeah and, right. um yeah and i was i was going through and i was looking i was like oh this is this is really <laughs> it's really quite amazing um mm, and i noticed different. them on on yeah on your youtube videos as well again i'm youtube generation so yeah so good yeah. <laughs> me too <laughs> oh lovely <laughs> John's like, yeah of course it's sort of the background while we don't know why but it's it's also like the karma card project is developed now as well like um mm. 
because uh, obviously I know you you guys found me through was it for your wife was it who found my that's content it? of the of the advert that I put out because what that's I've it. been doing I suppose it'll lead nicely into uh, segue people say in podcast don't they it's segue <laughs> this this very <laughs> nice <the> business <laughs> yeah uh, basically um, yeah so I've been giving away my art for free um, uh, and I have to credit a an artist called Lloyd Cohanan who's actually got this uh, formula uh, called the Artist Freedom Formula. I, got, I read his ebook and realized there's a way that you can actually promote yourself and give your art away for free at the same time as also, and kind of, you know, break even or make some money as well, which actually has been really nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been giving away my art for free and I've been, bring, I've been building my audience through that. So basically I've got a selection of five prints, people... Uh, I'll, I'll make a Facebook ad, say, look, I'm a mental health advocate. I give away my art. I, I love the ocean. I love everything about the ocean. I love painting the ocean, and I feel the art, the, the art benefits of it, the art, the healing benefits of it. And I want you to have a piece of of ocean calm in your living room. And then it goes onto the website. Check, read about it here, and then they'll go onto it's it's a funnel site essentially. Like uh, I'm not gonna like you know there's no smokes and mirrors here is that is what it is it's a funnel site you, everyone's seen them you know it's like there is a a slight catch is that they have to pay the postage and packaging but most people when they get to that point they're like yeah i understand you can't you know do everything for and free it seems fair right yeah. yeah exactly and it's still getting my art for free which is what normally i'd sell for 20 quid on my website but they just pay three pound 90 which gives me a little bit of a profit margin but the main thing is i get their email and then they become they come into my community. They've trusted me with their card, and they've also bought some of my art, and they've got that my art on their wall. And then that's a talking point. Who's this Graham Cullis person who's painted this lovely humpback whale on your on your wall? Um, and then there's upgrade options as a funnel does. You know, they can either get the upgrade to an A4 at a discount from my normal price on my website or the full collection. Um, but like. Uh, what it's done is it's bring brought people into my world. Um, I've got their email and now I can market to them email without having to basically pray to the gods of the algorithms, you know, mm -hmm. to make people see my content, which nowadays we are pretty much working for Instagram and Facebook. Like they won't, they won't uh, show your content unless you cough up. Um, but it meant, it means now I've got a captive audience, which I can then, do my weekly newsletter to, and that's been really helpful. And then I've also got them into my Facebook group, which is a bit more personal. Uh, it's a private club, um, which people can join. Uh, and then it's a safe space. So people, so it is private. So people want to share amongst themselves in the community and talk about their wins, talk about their losses, help people in the group. You know, it's a really nice little safe space. And it's also, you know, it's, I'm I'm kind of running it as an artist and they're all there because of that funnel. So they are they're they're willing to support me every now and then when I release collections or if I release an original. But the main thing is that they're all together and we're like a little club. And every time I have a mental health project, they'll rally together and help me push that content out. Or if each individually, if they have something that they want to share or they're doing or raising, like there's a girl called Vicky at the moment who's raising uh, money for a, a charity called Mind. Um, and they're all great people. And, then, and I said, look, just chuck, chuck it on there and we'll just help each other. And yeah, so I, I've now changed the Karma Card project to a Karma Club calendar. <laughs> so ah. basically... It's, it, it's called Karma Club Calendar because I want to promote the fact that this whole thing is a club 
and it's nice to be a part of it. But um, and also I wanted something to make people accountable to set them out, send them out because I was sending them every six months and I wasn't sure if they were just going in people's drawers or they actually really were sending them out. So now I've made it into a calendar system where um, it starts from, like I say, January. I, I, they, everyone gets them in December once a year, 12 cards. And there's a little easel that my mum's made. <laughs> at the moment, it's very, it's very handcrafted at the moment. It's lovely. And you get a little like, cardboard easel. You display your 12 cards in the order of the month. And then at the end of the month, we all together in this club will say, right, let's do it. Let's write our letter of love to someone. And you know that there's going to be like 200 plus people that have got these packs around the world are going to send these ripples of love out at the same time. And then you get to enjoy the art for the month while you're thinking. It's like you a proper bless. pay it forward kind of vibe, isn't it? Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that, I love the fact that, you know, you're, you're talking mechanically and, and practically. And, and I really appreciate that because for folks that are listening who are thinking, I'd like to do something good that gives them a, a path to follow. Right. Yeah, really exactly. Nice. But, but but you know, but you know what I really like is that I don't feel like they are an audience to you. I feel like they really are a community. And yeah. I really like the way that you address the group and think of the group that way, because that's what social media was supposed to be about. Right. Yeah. The right. Community. Yeah, I actually saw something on Instagram the other day, and I think it was like a little reel. Someone says, "It's no social anymore. It's just, uh, it's just products." And I'm like, "You're true. That's totally right." Every four swipes, you get an advert. Um, but yeah, I, I really wanted to like just bring it down to that. And that's, like I said, that's my philosophy for every project I do. It's, it's done based as a community, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's really special. Awesome, awesome, yeah. And so uh, talking of community, you had a, you went, um, the Bali Orphanage um, visit. Oh, that was that amazing. Was, yes. Could you, could you <laughs> give us a little, yeah. little insight into that? Yeah. Maybe a so bit about Bali and what it's really like when you get mm. there and you're not just on the beach with the tourists. Yeah. <laughs> because most people, most people don't know what Bali's really like. Yeah, I mean, like, if you go inland into Bali, like, you're going to see a different story to the edges where it's all gentrified and expensive. You're going to see, like, a lot more humble areas and villages where people smile and you just get smile after smile after smile and everything is very basic and coconuts and, like, uh, local food. And, yeah, I, I, I always tell people if they do come to Bali is just get away from the beach clubs for at least two or three days and go on an adventure because you're going to meet some amazing people like that will touch your heart like this this island I think that's one of the reasons I come back so much because because I've just made so many amazing friends here and like the the Balinese culture is just just beautiful and friendly and welcoming and inviting and you know even even when you get like these tourists that come over and just treat them like shit they they still smile you know, like the, the ladies on the beach that are selling their orangs, you get these people with their cocktails just sort of like, like they've been inconvenienced, you know, like, oh, gosh, like that. And I'm like, just give them some flipping time, you know, like they're, they're working hard here. You are a guest in their environment. And yeah, so like I say, there's, there's, it's, it depends what you're coming here for, really. Like, um, but yeah, you can have the best of both worlds, you know, you can have all the lavish, nice stuff, but just remember where it all came from and, yeah. and be grateful for that. Um, but I just love coming back here every time and 
yeah it's uh it's amazing and yeah i like to i want to give back as much as possible and treat everyone with the same amount of respect so doing projects like the orphanage project was uh, something that lit me up um and took a lot of my time a lot more of my time than i thought i was thought i was going to be doing lots of painting um <laughs> but then i ended up uh throwing myself into this community project and so i yeah, basically went to the orphanage. I was going to do it last the year before. I was going to do a project there, but it did for some, for some reasons it didn't work out. So I always thought when I come back, I'm going to go and I reconnected with them and said, "Right, I've got this crazy idea. <laughs> like I've done it before with Youth Art Connect, uh, where basically I'll stand in the middle of the street with a megaphone and rally people to throw poster paint at me, and then we run splat art sessions." So I said, I'll do that with the kids and I'll also get loads of arts and crafts. I'll get a sponsor for the materials and uh, I'll get a bunch of volunteers and it's going to be an amazing day that we can give like 60 kids. And they're like, yeah, why not? And I said, also, we can raise some money and I'll make a video and we'll get a crowdfunding link. And yeah, it will be amazing. And then it was really nice, actually. I put the word out. to a few. I didn't really advertise it too much. I just made it word of mouth but so many people wanted to get involved and give their time up and uh indosol which is this brand here um my friend chris pappas he i met him literally fleeting moment i heard that he was he had a production company and i was like i just said do you do charity gigs he goes yeah sometimes i'm like okay and i told him my vision he was like deal like that and came along and and got all the all of the ground footage obviously i was vlogging but he did all of the ground footage i've got loads of amazing content photographs and yeah so we got we did a whole basically um rallied up loads of volunteers did a few volunteers meetings uh, i bought some food as well that's all that if you ever got a project and you want volunteers buy the food buy a buffet lunch and then they're yours okay like it's it's <laughs> it's very important um yeah. i've never actually seen people in bali turn up on because there's a thing here on here in, in bali called bali time where everyone's about half an hour late when there's food involved everyone's there is very punctual um but yeah so <laughs> yeah i did a couple of meetings and and then then it was time to go it was time to do it and we had like two big rolls of paper of like drawing clay making with bead making um we we had a yoga instructor come in and do a class with yeah. us and uh we had a violin player and yeah it was just a, and it was just such a really nice wholesome day and and the volunteers were absolutely loving it you know and it and it raised awareness for people to want to do their own projects you know that was one of the main things was to raise money but also to get the profile up on the, on the island um of the orphanage to uh, get more people to do things and yeah and then the the big crescendo happened i got my pink megaphone out i gave 60 kids a ketchup bottle full of poster paint each stood in the middle and then shouted backwards 10 in indonesian and then then let them just let loose with, with, yeah. with paint all over me and it was a great visual and one kid you'll see in the video he actually does it early and gets it right in my eye because i wanted to count i wanted to do two countdowns so i could get two angles um but he was he very impatient on the second countdown and i was like i was like okay <laughs> it burned so much really you scream you're like you're like uh <laughs> oh, it burned it burned and i was being get... i was being honest because he did burn <laughs> well, like, an amazing yeah, i didn't to get do. the one oh, it was hilarious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and what did it mean to the kids 
oh everything you know like they they you could tell that they were buzzing they came in they sang a, a couple of songs to us um because that's what they like to do when visitors come in and that so we didn't know they were going to do that but then i just then after as soon as i was like right okay you ready let's go play they just ran got stuck in and you just see them interacting with all of the uh all of the volunteers just like it's just a really magical experience and you know like it's yeah it was yeah it was beautiful and but the, for the best part of the whole thing for me though like because i've never obviously i've made make these youtube videos chuck them out there they might get a few views i don't really like pander to the algorithm so i'm not like a, a big youtube star or anything i'll probably get a few hundred views on each one and unless i put some money into it, which i'm not gonna um and the, and things that go viral these days are just complete nonsense and i can't be asked to put the energy in to become a, a youtube star and make that kind of crap content i make stuff that i feel is beautiful so it's a shame sometimes you pull that energy into a video edit because i after that the video edit took me a long time I mean, it's one. Of, I feel like it's one of my best pieces of work so far. I always feel like that when I do a new YouTube video. I feel like I'm always improving. But I really, are. yeah. And I really enjoyed that one. And I was like, put it out there. Not that many views. I mean, I'm. I am going to repurpose repu it and publish it again this year because I want. Uh, I wanted to get it across Facebook because I think it'll do a lot better. Um, but yeah, it didn't do that well. But I, I, I didn't care because I had a I had a premiere event, which was the best. I got all the volunteers to come. My friends who saw like me like doing all the content. So I was obviously like putting it up on you on you, uh, Instagram as well. And there were a lot of people going, "Wow, what are you doing?" Like that. And they wanted to get involved. My friend said, "Okay, I'll bring a popcorn machine." And he brought a popcorn machine. And they said, "Okay, I'll." And this one goes, "I'll bring a load of ice creams." And I'll bring. A... And then we had like. You've got some awesome friends. Yeah, loads of people <laughs> just came along and like, and and then like this um, one girl did a breathwork session, and we had a, a guitarist come in. It was almost like a little mini festival, like a film festival. I set up a big projector screen. Uh, we got some amazing both speakers, luckily at the last second because the orphanage's sound system sucked. And it was like one of those like nail biting moments. Are we going to have sound? Uh, but yeah, and then all the kids sat on the floor, 60 of them. And then we, as the volunteers came in, like I was like introducing each person that came into this like 60 kids and that like you see their face of like right and here is james and like say hello james and all the kids are like hello like that and it was just really nice and then we played the video and it was it was just i, I remember that moment i put it on we turned the lights out and i was just watching everyone sort of captivated and like i thought this is what it must feel like you know when you when you're like a red carpet event and you're playing i've never done this before you know played my to an audience of people and then like the credits rolled and everyone like clapped and it's like oh that was like do you know what that was like it was it was like three days before i left to come back home as well and uh it was just like the icing on the cake for me yeah i didn't do much painting that that time in bali but um like that's what that time in bali was all about for me at that point and uh yeah it was really really nice heartwarming an awesome story I had a, a very, it takes, just hearing your talk takes me back to my time in Melbourne and, and uh, I had a, um, 
a fundraising label called Missing Cat because we, oh. we, we wanted to have a party and because uh, we were young. And, uh, and, and, I was like, and I was like, but it needs a thing. It needs something to, I, I wouldn't go to a party unless there was a thing. And, and then I was uh, doing the laundry at like 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, as you do as a young man, and, um, and regretting my life choices of the weekend. <laughs> didn't do the te- the uh, admin and there was a sign on the wall that said missing dog and i was like missing cat and so that's so that's where it all started missing cat fluffy and, and you know likes to dress up and and uh, <laughs> and, and, then I, and then i thought that's cool but you know you only want to have so many parties right and then then you want to do something good and uh started getting into fundraising and and when when you start just hearing you talk it just flows doesn't it like it just yeah like you know i had a i had a an idea that I'd like to put on just a little viewing of some documentary that mattered. And then a friend back in New Zealand, Brian March put on this, this amazing um, documentary called there once was an Island. And we'll put a link into the notes. And basically it's a story of climate change, but actually happening to an Island that's actually going underwater in Micronesia. And, um, oh, wow. and we just, we just got some people into a pub about sort of 10, 11 years ago. And, and, uh, and just, the mood in the room is exactly what you've just described, you know, and I, I had nothing yeah. to do with putting the video together, right? The, the documentary and the work that they did was amazing. Um, but just, just having people in the room, just watching this, it just yeah. felt like good things are possible. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And, uh, yeah, and it, it totally is. And like you said, I, I say about there's a flow to, uh, when you have an idea, like, and, that, and that's what sort of holds people back is that they don't take the first step. Um, you're just going to do it, you know, just take that first thing. I've got an idea. Okay, right. Let's just at least make the, 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 the campaign on the crowdfunder. Let's do it now. Just do it now. Take action. And then the next thing. And another thing, I'd, advice I would give some people that want to do something like, like we've done is to involve the volunteers as much as possible and keep them updated. What's that? is amazing for that like having your whatsapp groups um no one likes a pocket pinger as well so what i say is make a whatsapp group that only you are in charge of that no one else can message on uh and then and then open it up uh, and say if you've got any ideas message me privately and the, i i was i was getting so many golden nuggets from everyone about them you know interrupting each other and whatever i just put the the, the bits they needed to know but then people would give me loads of ideas and and then I can reach out to them and oh yeah it's just yeah it flows when you get it going nicely so I went on a tangent and then didn't I don't know where I was going that's that's a really <laughs> tip. I never would have thought of doing that because it feels yeah, like yeah. kind of locking it down unnecessarily but I can see that you're locking it down no necessarily. yeah you knock it down necessarily yeah like it, it's like when, when I when I, I think I joined a whatsapp group once that had where you couldn't message and it was just literally information. And I thought, that's a great idea. You know, mm. it's not, and, and I, and you make sure when you, when you, you put like a description, you say, Hey, look, this is a group for the volunteers. Only I can message on it. Um, uh, it's just to stop us, you know, getting pissed off with too much, too much talk, any like conversations you want outside of this message me and, or each other, you know, and it worked really well, you know, it's, I think it's a good way of moderating like the content as well, because otherwise you're going to start getting memes and all sorts of yeah. <laughs> random videos sent in as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and one thing that I've, um, I discovered on WhatsApp that you could follow like companies and news and stuff like they they have the same idea where it's really just updates. 
you, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you can, yeah, I, I didn't know they existed. I felt like a, like an old man. I was like, oh, what? What is this? Uh, <laughs> like, like a broadcast channel they have on yeah. Instagram now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. You were talking about sort of taking action and, and doing now. And earlier you mentioned about the kind of the the relative financial freedom <laughs> that you yeah. said that, um, yeah. that everything gives you. So what advice would you have on somebody that's that that's, you know, what? Yeah. How would you advise somebody? OK, you know, they have an idea. They want to take action. And what, what would be your kind of best advice to, to kind of either, you know, doing your own project or, or becoming financially, I guess, free from from a sort of nine to five? Wow. <laughs> I know it's a big one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, You've been warming that one up, haven't well, you, John? <laughs> well, do you know what? Like that the thing is that it's it it doesn't it doesn't happen unless you take action and unless you ask mm. as well. Like, don't be scared to ask. Because like the amount of times when I was I was like uh like trying to grow my Patreon and I would be hounding people. It, it became a sales process in its in its in its uh, own right. I was in sales before. So I had a good idea on how to do that and how to ask people to support me. Um, but basically just keep an eye at what I'd say is like, start doing your stuff, you know, even though you're going to have to be, because at first I was working nine to five. Um, like when I first discovered I could paint, I came back home, obviously I sabbatical finished and I was working nine to five for my company. And then I was, I, I put the hours in, I was then, going to visit to visit someone that I wanted to interview for my for my YouTube I would do the interview um and then on the weekends I'd be editing it all and after the nine to five Monday to Friday I was painting from five till midnight every night and then creating content so I was burning myself out um but at the whole time I was building up to uh you know talking about my Patreon and then I had the karma cards idea and then I was telling people about it and then on my birthday, actually, it's always good to do things on your birthday as well when you're going to ask. <laughs> on my birthday, I was like, right, it's my birthday, and all I want is some Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Boom, like that. And I, and because it was a pandemic, you know, people were uh, like paying a lot more attention to what I was doing. Um, yeah, they were like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm loving what you're doing. And of course, like five pounds came in from someone, then ten pounds a month, then fifteen pounds. I even had one guy from America that did me fifty dollars a month um but like yeah you just you just need to start doing your your thing first because well I suppose what I was going to lead into is what I do is I I create content and I keep an eye on who has engaged with it um and then and then I'll go in for the kill <laughs> as you'd yeah. say that I'd say oh, I've seen that you've liked a few of my things yeah um I was wondering if you read the caption about the Patreon bit. <laughs> I was like, I, I, and then I'll just, you know, just just be totally like, you know, just upfront and say, look, would you like to join? You have to stay on forever. Just it'll just really help me. And yeah, take a leaf like, out of the book of those cheeky Balinese monkeys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just keep and then yeah, like uh, people come, people go, and I remember like when people joined and then people would leave. It it would. My, my, my feelings would be a little bit dashed when they when they unsubscribe like, oh like that but then actually do you know what? i don't i don't anymore like i don't worry about mm -hmm. that now because people come for a time and then people leave you just need to keep on top of it um yeah. so so i i would say like my best advice is just to actually start doing it i mean i know oh. it's so cliche it's so cliche but if you've got an idea it doesn't 
happen unless you start doing it and it's gonna it's gonna take work it's gonna take time it's gonna take hours um because i've had people criticize what i do before you know and you're gonna have that as well you can have people criticize you out there right yeah, yeah exactly and also they don't see what goes on behind the scenes they think that you're just oh you're just you just a wannabe uh influencer that's gonna all you want is a, a company to sponsor you and give you products and you don't have to do anything anymore i'm like I don't think you understand what goes into this. Like, uh, ask any YouTube uh, star, you know, like um, right at the beginning of the journey, they were, yeah, hours and hours of behind the scenes stuff. I mean, like I could just work on paintings and push that out, but like, like a painting for me takes a month to make a painting because of all the other things that I'm doing, like Mm -hmm. in managing and, but yeah, like it's it's yeah. I'd say I'd I say think... financial freedom very lightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, at, say... at the same time, every little bit yeah. helps. And and what yeah. would you what would you say to? So my my wife's recently just started a um a teaching art to adults class called Art with yeah. Art, Art and uh, and uh, we were talking about it in the green room and and so proud of it she's doing she's doing so well but something that she struggled with and that artist friends have struggled with is that they don't value their time and i've given you an example so there might be a workshop and it might an artist might charge something like 10 or 12 quid for it a yoga workshop of the same amount of time with no art materials and and really just a yoga teacher doing their thing would be 30 to 40 quid and Mm. so what what would you say to creative beautiful souls who want to express their art and share it with people but don't yet value it uh it's a hard one because people don't can't see what goes into a painting and there's and there's a lot of people out there that undersell themselves and spend hours on the easel and then sell their work for like I don't know, like a, a very unsustainable amount. If you think about how long it took you to make that painting, I charge what I would, what you just basically just charge what you feel you deserve, I guess. Um, and people will either say yes or no. And there's going to be a, you, you're going to remember there's a lot of people out there that will say yes. And um, there's a lot of people out and yeah, like uh, what's that song? Is it, it cost that much? Cause it took me hours. <laughs> you heard that song? It was like a, like went on viral. Oh, you got to listen to it. I'll I'll, t- I'll try and find it afterwards, and you can put it in the uh, link in the notes. But it's a great a great song to listen to. It's, it it kind of became like a, a famous on Instagram for reels for a while. But yeah, it's so true. You know, um, yeah, it's uh, what well, I I used to do actually. I used to have this whole spiel before someone wanted to commission me, and I would explain to people. I'd send them a thing. Okay, right. I'm going to send you the prices, but first read this and I'll explain exactly what goes into the painting. And you're not just painting even only for the time and hours it takes. You're painting painting for the time and hours I've taken to practice. Well, I can't really say that because I only literally mastered my craft in three years. <laughs> but, you know, like... Uh, um, three years it, is three years, though. Yeah, three years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, the thing is, I, I'm raising my prices now because of three years. Um, no, but yeah, like, it's you're, you're not paying just for for what uh, the time it, it took you to do that or just materials or the loan or whatever. You know, you're also paying for that person. Or is it that famous... Um, 
story about Picasso when he, uh, a lady asked him to draw a, a picture on a tissue, and then he he gave he gave her the tissue and then said, okay, that would be, and gave her a ridiculous sum of money that she had to pay. And she's like, what? That took you like 10 seconds to do. He goes, yeah, but it also took me a lifetime to master. And, you know, like it's, and uh, yeah, you just need to educate your audience or just find audiences that understand that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fair play. It costs Fair what play. it costs. Thank you. Thank you. And we've just had the five minute warning. Um, John's got to be a dad. And so, <laughs> hey. uh, so, so before, but before we go, we wanted to talk. Uh, about mental health right john yeah i think i think um yeah i think i think that's something that's really important i think we raised it and touched on it a bit earlier um just <laughs> in the sense of me and my my personal story of my dad um but yeah if, if you could just um sort of go into like just i know you mentioned the pandemic and just what the effect it had on your mental health and 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 how the sort of cold therapy has has kind of helped um a lot of the people in your clubs as well um okay so i mean obviously like a lot of people people went through a a lot of crap in the pandemic um Mm. for me personally it was like my job became very stressful and this dream that i had of becoming remote working out in bali and i also i didn't foresee it wasn't even just a pandemic to be honest it was uh it was my I was working UK times in Bali which is opposite and uh so I felt uh, very isolated and disconnected um so that was kind of like what sort of brought me to a crisis point Uh, I had a couple other things which I won't mention I was just like uh going through my mind but like they didn't help and yeah I um yeah I just felt like the the art was just doing something creative like when you are going through a tough time, it doesn't have to be creative. It could be something else, you know, like cold water therapy. Like when you've got something else, another activity you can do that can that can make you present and take you, um, yeah, just take your mind away from what you're what you're feeling. Um, because what I, like for when I, at that moment, I could have either just sat in my room waited there for because I couldn't get out of the country at that point because we were waiting for flights all to be sorted out and I knew I needed to come home um so I was so lucky to have the easel there because otherwise I just I started to recluse from my friends I didn't really leave the house much I stopped surfing which was bonkers um but it wasn't serving me at that point um I mean sometimes surfing is good for other people you know doing that kind of activity but I just was reclusing myself but then um the, the when I sat behind that easel four hours had passed in half an hour and I was listening to music and I was thinking about what I wanted to achieve in my life and I was sort of taking things away piece by piece about my life what I wanted to change so it made me very um contemplative and yeah I made a lot of good decisions at that at that in that time um so yeah like and having cold water therapy and other other holistic therapies like going to yoga or meditation you know um or especially like or maybe not meditation but the like going to the to group exercise and doing cold water therapy you also have a community around you now uh, that's another thing that um i i realized that um was damaging me when i was uh, going through some 
going through that dark time is that I isolated myself. Uh, but I had these, what I call angels, uh, Michelle and Sean, uh, who basically, and I, basically I painted, I painted them a picture called angels. It's on one of my YouTube videos, but they didn't realize how much they were helping me by just being there and offering me like to go on adventures with them. Like I wouldn't, didn't want to see anyone, but they kept kind of like, I think they knew something was up and they just kept knocking on my door and asking me to come. They kept inviting me and I would I'd go out and like, yeah. So I think having a community around you and yeah exactly and having knowing having your angels close by um that just it's good to to isolate yourself sometimes but you know just know that you've got um people there is really helpful as well thank you yeah yeah thank you thank you i think ollie it is time for that one big question. So we ask all of our guests. We, it used to be a quick fire round, but now I think we just, I think the <laughs> one big question, because that's the one that's, that kind of um, stumps everybody, right? Um, so this is, I guess, the big, uh, we should have some music for this section, but hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the question is, what is the one thing you would like to change in the world? <laughs> Do you know what? I did look at that and I've got, I've got, <laughs> uh, I've been, I, have you, have you, do you listen to Darius CEO podcast? Oh yeah. On and off though. But yeah. I've got Ooh, the conversation. Hey. I've got the conversation cards. I've got, I've got both of them. I'm so, such, I get sold to so easily. I've got, I've got both. But one of them was like, what law would you change or what would you make had to be, had to be law, law in mm. the world. And I was trying to think all deep and like, yeah, something that would let you know, help marginalized people. And, and then, then I realized I was in England and I was missing my B-Day, my bum gun, they're called. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it a legal thing that every toilet has to be fitted with a bum gun. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i yes i went i've gone there i know it's uh <laughs> no i think you know what you'll probably save a lot of money in the nhs yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, during, during the pandemic i was thinking of starting a business because you don't need toilet paper with that <laughs> <laughs> sorry that. sorry listeners sorry. No, you don't need to be you don't need to be sorry for that right you know, one, <laughs> no you don't no. you learn when you come to europe is that that when you go to france there will be a b-day and and you might laugh and giggle about it but then one day you'll try it and you'll be like this is it's actually oh. quite a good idea yeah it's, it's, it's delightful <laughs> i mean like someone said it to me perfectly it's like if you got dog shit on your face would you wipe it off with a tissue or would you wash it off uh, logic logic works <laughs> <laughs> but okay in seriously though like i think something that i would like to see and it may be already happening but i've been um like goes back to the mental health as well like i've Another thing that's really, really good for you to do is share. And I've been going to men's circles the last year. Uh, one in Eastbourne called Mankind. Shout out to them. Uh, check them out. They go every Wednesday. Uh, you can check them out online. Um, so Mankind in Eastbourne. Um, and there's one that I go to here, which is a circle every two weeks. What is and, a men's circle for folks who don't know? Yeah. So a men's circle literally, like, I mean, like you can have a men's circle, women's circle, you can have mixed. But it's basically a safe space where you come in and you don't offer any advice to help people. You literally just share. There might be a theme. And then if you and then if you do want to be helped, you can say in that moment, please, I would love to have people's ideas. But, you know, and it's just a it's it's you sit in a circle, there'll be a theme and then you just talk about your week and you just get stuff off your chest. 
And one thing is it's, it's really cathartic to do that and speak out loud how you're thinking. And then and you realize that there's other people going through this shit as well. And also, like, it's a really good way to, like, figure out your hopes and dreams that you want to uh, achieve because you've got all the, this network of amazing people around you. And... Uh, that, that might help you with that idea that you've just shared about. Uh, so one thing I would love to be able to see implemented, it might already be happening, I'm not sure, but I thought about this the other day, is I'd love to see this happening in schools where like it's kind of introduced, maybe moderated at first, but then self-led by the children where obviously uh, you might need an adult close by if anything kicks off in the circle, but like I don't, but just you sort of like, I would love to see like that kind of sharing circle introduced where it's peer-led um, and they're taught how to share amongst you. Because then you're going you're gonna to have bullies in that circle that are with some amazing people, then confront, confronting their demons with each other. And I, I, just, I just think it would be a really good, uh, good thing that could change is to introduce, because I wish I'd found my, my men's circle earlier because I've benefited so much from it. Um, but yeah, I think doing like teen-led sharing circles, I think, uh, in schools or even younger, you know, like uh, just start start the conversation of of sharing and opening up because that's, uh, that's one of the most important things, I think, therapeutically. And that, my friend, is a quotable quote. There we go. <laughs> well said. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so how can people get in touch with you? So... Uh, all of the socials. My name is my name. I'm a personal brand. I think as uh, I would say, Graham Cullis, or you. Or you got the Karma Club. Um, so yeah, just any any of the social medias, Graham Cullis. You can find me there. I mean, I loosely am on TikTok. Uh, I occasionally use it, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> mostly Instagram or Facebook. Uh, and my email as well, Graham Graham Cullis. Hello at GrahamCullis.com if you want to get in touch. And also I have a news, a weekly newsletter, which I send out every Tuesday, which I'll, I guess I can give you the link. You can stick it in the the notes. I'd love for you to join the newsletter because you're going to find out all about the projects. And if you want to get involved with what stuff that I'm doing or, you know, find out about my art and when I'm doing exhibitions, et cetera. Um, And, and it's, and it's my personal journal. So when you come into this weekly newsletter, I talk about what I've learned that week and it, it seems to be helping people, which is really nice. And it helps me uh write and journal about it like it sort of forces me to think about my week and and sometimes it ain't pretty and i think that's what that's the ones that get the most opens <laughs> i did one last <laughs> week called called i had a brush of my dark side and uh and it and it and it had i think it had the the biggest uh open open percentage of i've had yet <laughs> i mean it kind of seems like a natural reaction to a world that's been showing its best side on facebook for yeah what how many years now 20 years and yeah uh, and and to for people to start being honest yeah and that's another thing like social media people are just showing the worst side of things but i know you've got to go but it's one thing i'd love to like tell people what i'm up to in bali right now is that i'm i'm doing something on the same similar lines of the karma card project um but i've printed off a load of prints and i've i've put them in cellophane packets with just two prints with a little this is another way you can get your name out there as well. It's a little marketing tip. I've got uh, a card that explains what I want them to do with a QR code on the one side. Uh, so I slip it into the back. I And then I'll write. And it says basically, hi, I'm Graham, blah, 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 blah. Please share this 
join my Instagram and share your story. Give one of the prints away to a friend and write some words of love on it and maybe come to my exhibition. I'm so happy you found these prints. But on the other side, I'll write, you deserve to find these. I'm so happy that you found these and I'll just leave them in cafes. Or I've wrote, I'm sorry that you're stuck in traffic right now. Uh, but hopefully this will make you smile. And as I drive past on my scooter, I'll just give it to the person who sat on the back of the scooter. And they're like, what? what? And then I, and now <laughs> they're sharing it to their stories. And today, like it, it kicked off because like people were starting to know me around, starting to know about this. Cause I did a reel that got a lot of traction where I gave one to one of the, the sarong sellers uh, on the beach. I gave her yeah, a pack so of cards that... and, and, um, and I've That's been leaving woman. them in, yeah, beautiful. And I've been leaving them in cafes, and there's one cafe I've left them in the, on the washroom, like on the tap, so they have to take it off. And I got my first collaboration today. They said, hey, we love what you're doing. We would love to meet you tomorrow, and we're actually going to be sending gift cards for Valentine's Day to our customers in our three different cafe locations, and we would love to use your artwork and put wow. your name on the back of them. And I'm like, and we'll give you a month of coffee for free as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, do you know what I mean? Like... You do something yeah. for the love of it and it will come back, you know. Word. Awesome. Thank you, Graham. It's been great having no you on the show. And you know what yeah. that means, John? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, there you go. The <laughs> that's the that's end like of the song. <laughs> cool. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Love it. I've got real strong associations with that song now. Uh, Graham, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Um, no worries. Great no, to no, have that's... you here. And, and please subscribe to what Graham's doing. If nothing else, put it on your feed yeah. and share it with people. Yeah. It's good stuff yeah. and it's helping people. That's one thing I'd love for you to do is just like find my art or whatever and just share stuff to and tag me in and i'll i'll repost it because yeah i I love seeing what people are up to and just uh, message me i i i'm at the moment i'm at a point where i can message everyone back (laughs) (laughs) awesome cool Cool. awesome right right. well it's good to be back john it is it is it was actually i love those kids after school yeah you know what i mean each other Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, one more plug, one more plug. If you want a yeah, free print, if you want a free print, go to the links in this show notes, GrahamCullisArts.com, and you can have a free print. There we go. I didn't say the URL before, did I? That's the one thing. <laughs> right, that's awesome. that's good. We'll we'll put all of them in the show notes as well. So they're gonna Legend. be yeah, awesome. All right. And thanks for enabling thanks, us to yeah. do what we do, Graham. Have a good one. Yes, nice one. Epic. Peace.